that's our heart's desire this evening as I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Shall we bow our heads? Gracious Heavenly Father, we really appreciate you this evening. Dear God, we realize it is by grace that we are here. That is why we have sung this song, Bless me, O Lord. Touch me, heal me, so that when I leave your presence, I must be a different being. Dear God, we know that a touch of a master's hand does bring a change. Dear God, we may come defeated, but once we are touched by the master, we leave, we leave this place as victorious people. Dear God, we may come sick, but when we leave this place, dear God, we leave this place as healthy people. I know, dear God, anything that you have promised in your way, when it is approached by a right mental attitude, you will certainly do the miraculous. Just be gracious to us as we commit the reading of the word to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to the book of Luke 17. Luke 17, verse 28 to verse 30. If found, you can say amen. It's written this manner. Likewise, also, as it was in the days of Lot, They did eat. They drank. They bought. They sold. They planted. They built it. By the same day that Lord went out of Sodom, It rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Genesis 19, verse 27. Genesis 19, verse 27. While you are looking for it, we just want to put a picture that Sodom and Gomorrah was a beautiful place. A very, very appealing place. Brother Brim says it was like the whole wood of today. Are you with me? Uh, all the influence came from Sodom and Gomorrah, and the influence in the end time comes from Hollywood. Brother Brim says the devil used to be in Paris, 
but he relocated his headquarters to Hollywood. And from the Hollywood, he's polluting the entire earth. Every filthy movie comes from Hollywood. Every uh, filthy fashion comes from Hollywood. Amen. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. My question is, why would Abraham go exactly where he stood before the Lord? Uh, let's verse 28. And he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah and towards all the land of the plain and beheld and lo, the smoke of lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. So that means, had he not stand where he stood with the Lord, he would have just seen the litter of Sodom and Gomorrah. But for him to stand where he stood with the Lord, he saw something that went beyond the naked eye. If you look at the world, the world is full of glitter. But if you go and stand where the prophet stood with God, then you will see the smoke coming. Hallelujah. I hope we are together as you take your seats. Just for a couple of minutes. We just want to speak on the revelation of the Son of Man. The revelation of the Son of Man. Amen. Amen. Now, how many still expect the rapture? Amen. Amen. Mm, Brother Brenham was in India. Thousands and thousands of miracles happened. But despite the magnitude of the miracles, the rapture did not take place. He came to South Africa, spent some time in Durban. Thousands upon thousands got healed, but the rapture never took place. Now, the reason I'm simply putting it across, it tells you that what is going to rapture us requires more than physical miracles. Hallelujah. Yes, we, when we are sick, we want to be healed. Uh, but the healing cannot bring us to rapture. Brother Brenham said there's got to be something that creates a rapturing faith in the bride. And maybe just to pinch your conscience, I may ask, do you have a rapturing faith tonight? If the rapture was to go tonight, were you, are you going to be part of it? Amen. 
uh, I think that requires an individual introspection. That uh, am I am I really ready? Do I have the rapturing material? Amen. Now, the purpose, the reason we speak about the the revelation of the Son of Man. These are uh, uh, rapture, rapturing faith creating messages. Uh, are you still with me? That is what Brother Brenham says it is going to give us. He says uh, the rapturing faith lies in the messages. Do you still believe that? Now here it says like also as it was in the days of Lord. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. They were, they were quite preoccupied with the program of their day. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Amen. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. This is Jesus speaking about the day when the Son of Man will be revealed. Now, if somebody say something is going to take place, you need somebody to come onto the scene that can say what was spoken is now happening before your eyes. Are you still with me? Now, the revelation, the day... When the Son of Man is revealed. That's what we want to speak about. But we've got to understand the age in which we are living in. Firstly, it says, like also as it was in the days of Lord, we are beginning to see all elements that constituted Sodom and Gomorrah are quite visible before our eyes. And mainly the most dominant, the most dominant spirit in our time is homosexuality. And when you look at, uh, at the whole Europe, the whole of Europe, when you go into the U.S., it has become such a common thing, the issue of homosexuality. Even just mentioning it as it is, uh, already it would make people very jittery and say, where is he going? Amen. And you look at uh, Cape Town. Cape Town is, is one city that is deemed to be homosexually friendly. Cape Town. Amen. Are you with me? The homosexuals that would want a better light, they move from Europe, they go come down to Cape Town. Amen. So uh, I'm seeing that spirit, we cannot longer point it out there in America. It is right where we are. Not only in Cape Town, that spirit has already crept into the churches. Our musicians are beginning to be engulfed by the spirit of homosexuality. And that is why they wore tight pants that show the men would. It's a homosexual spirit. Hallelujah. I'm preaching here, folks. Uh, Are you beginning to see that? Uh, amen. And not only in the churches, but as well as in message environment, that spirit is beginning to creep in. It's a very, very stubborn spirit. If there is one stubborn spirit in the end time, it is that spirit. And, and, and not only, uh, I think you have seen in the news, it's a spirit that dominated Catholic 
most of the priests in the Catholic uh, environment are homosexuals. Hallelujah. So it's, it's, a, it's a spirit of the age. But I'm not here to speak about homosexuality, but I'm here to show you that these are some of the signs that we look at and it tells us that we are right as it was in the days of Sodom. Now, Brother Brenham says in the message, what is the Holy Ghost given for? Paragraph 42. He says, this is just a phrase that just caught my eye. He says, now in this age that we are now living, this age is beyond Pentecost. This age is beyond Pentecost. Folks, if, some, if we say the age is beyond, we cannot go to the very thing that is being declared that we are beyond it. We are not going to go, and Pentecost in this context, Brother Brahm was speaking about organization. Brother Brahm said Pentecost was an experience, but they dominated around the experience. But you and I, we are no longer in that age. We are beyond that age. Hallelujah. Why, why do we need to understand the age in which we find ourselves in? It's because God deals with people dispensationally. Hallelujah. He's a father to some. He's a son to some. He's the Holy Ghost to some. He's a son of men to some. He's a son of God to some. He's a son of David to some. Are you still with me? Now, brother, let me say, now, in this age that we're living in, it's beyond Pentecost. Now, he reiterates that in the spoken word, marriage and divorce, 258. He says, and so it is with the church that refuses to become pregnant in the age that we now live in to bring forth the children of this age. He says, we are not Lutherans. That's what Brother Brum says. We are not Lutherans. What does it mean? We are beyond Luther's message. We are beyond Reformation. We are not yearning to what happened during the time of Luther. We are beyond Luther. Because Lutherans, they denominated around Luther. Then he keeps on, he says, we are not Westlands. Hallelujah. Neither are we Pentecostals. We've got to be the children of this age. Through the pregnancy of the weight of God to bring forth a child of this age. Are you still with me? Brahman is already telling you there's got to be a spiritual pregnancy to bring forth a male child in this age. Now, you'll understand why we are not a denomination. In the, in the first Exodus, it was Pharaoh that killed all the firstborns. Hallelujah. Every boy that was born within a certain age, he killed them. He had a problem with women that gave birth to a man-child. Are you still with me? Don't, don't go feministic way. I'm preaching the word of God here. What is happening? These are the women that were giving. If a woman gave birth to a girl child, she was not troubled. If a woman gave birth to a male child, she was troubled. The male child was going to be taken from her and be thrown into the Nile River because the enemy had declared war on the male child. Hallelujah. It reoccurred when Jesus was here. Herod went around, had a problem with women that gave birth to a man child. 
Are you still with me? Any woman that gave birth to a girl child, there was no problem. But if a woman gave birth to a man child, that child was taken and was killed. Similarly, in the end time, Rome has got a problem with the churches that will give birth to a male child. Are you still with me? Who's the main child? Is Christ in the end time. That is why we expect the spiritual pregnancy. Don't just come to church. Be pregnated by the weight that you hear. Are you still with me? Because why? The God is looking for the people that will bring forth the main child. But the main child that we're going to bring forth, the Herod or any other enemy will not get hold of the main child. Will be protected as Moses was protected will be protected as Jesus was protected. And if that child is in you, God is obligated to protect you. He's not only protecting you, but he's protecting the child that is in you. Hallelujah. I hope we are together here. We are looking for pregnant believers. If you know a pregnant woman doesn't just go anyway, they are very selective as to where they go. They are very selective as what they eat. They are very selective of what they wear. Hallelujah. At some point in time, even if a pregnant woman or a lady used to dress in a certain way, as the pregnancy begins to grow, it forces her to change her wardrobe. I don't care whether she's a fashionista, but the pregnancy will compel her to change the wardrobe. Hallelujah. And you and I are pregnant by the weight of the hour. What is happening? How we used to dress, we don't dress like that anymore. Why? Because the pregnancy is growing. Certain things, we are throwing them away. Certain diet, we are throwing them away. Why? Because there is a spiritual pregnancy. The man child is growing in our womb. It is not our life. It is the very life of God in the heart of the believer. Are you with me? And remember, if, if you don't fall pregnant, Brother Brahma says, what, what, what? What, what sealed the marriage was the act. Are, are you still with me? He continues here. He says, I hope you understand. Couldn't be pregnant, no. So what did he do? Put her away. I think he's referring to that queen that refused when the king requested. Is it Queen Vashti? Yeah, she was requested to come and she did not come and he put her away. And married another one. Hallelujah. Oh, right here, that's where men that would want to leave their wives, they think that they will have a loophole. There is absolutely no loophole for you here. Hallelujah. Have you ever seen a man that is beginning to have a problem of marriage? They are very creative around quotations. Uh, amen. Uh, you know, I, I read this morning, I read an article of a man that claims that he was a pastor for the past 45 years, then he's renouncing Christianity. Then as I was reading, and he says this, he has gone around, pastors, big churches, small churches, he moved around. Then what I picked up as he narrated his story then I pick up that the man had a problem with marriage and divorce. It's not in the message, it's just out there in the denomination. And I said, the way he's going, after he has renounced Christianity, not long he will come out as a homosexual. 
you, you, you see? Amen. Amen. Instead of seeking deliverance, a person is resorting to reasoning. Amen. Are you still with me? It's like brothers that say, Brother Brahm say, if she cuts her hair, you must put her away. Yes, be brave, but never get married. Live alone for the rest of your life. Amen. Now, Brother Brahm says in this message, this day, this scripture is fulfilled. I think you remember when he preached this message, it was a message after he preached the birth pains. And as he was preaching on the birth pains, he was trying to look for a scripture. And uh, me, Sister Mida, had bought him a Bible. And he was struggling to find where he wanted to read because the two pages had stuck together. You still remember that? Now he was struggling and said, what is happening? And an old uh, Catholic priest stepped to the fore and said, son, you may have my Bible. And Brother Branham took the Bible and opened the scripture, read the scripture, closed the Bible, and gave it to the priest. And he said, this day, this scripture is fulfilled. What was happening there? The scriptures were repeating themselves again. Are you still with me? I'm glad he gave the Catholic priest a closed book. But he gave the bride an open book. Either either you are part of the closed book ministry or the open book ministry. But the open book ministry will bring a rapturing faith. Can somebody say amen to that? Now, in this message, this day, this scripture is fulfilled, paragraph 44. You say, see, in the days that the Son of Man will be revealed. See, he came in three. How many know that God is perfected in three? Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, hallelujah, you are perfected in three, Some justification, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Ghost, body, spirit, soul, are you still with me? So God runs his things in three in order to check God's continuity. Now it says he came in three names. He came as son of man, which was a prophet. Folks, this, you will never hear it in any other denomination. This is a prophetic diet. Hallelujah. He came as a son of man, which was prophet. That's what he did. He proved his ministry by being a prophet. We we all know that. Every one of us knows he never said he was the son of God. When Jesus was here, he never said he was the son of God. He said he was the son of man. Now today... He is the son of God, which returned back. Now he is in the form of the Holy Ghost, the unseen person, yet God, the son of God. In the millennium, he sits upon his father's throne, which will be son of David. He revealed himself first as a son of man, a prophet, this age, through the church age, son of man or son of God, and in the other age, Son of David. Are we together? Uh, He's not mixing up things. There's somewhere where he's going. He says, but you notice here, he said, at the ending of the church age, it had gotten in such a mess till he would be revealed again as son of man. When the son of man is being revealed, that means he was a son of man. Then he changed. He became the son of God. 
Then Brother Mose said, at the end of the age, he comes again as the son of man. Are you still with me? And later, he will come again as the son of David. You and I are no longer living during the dispensation of the son of God. The son of God, it refers to the seven church ages. And now somebody is asking, are we still in the seven church age? Yes and no. What do I mean yes and no? It has become a dual age. It has become like Egypt and Goshen. There was darkness in Egypt, but there was light in Goshen. Hallelujah. There is darkness upon the face of the earth, but there is light in the bright. Why? Because you and I, we had to come out of the church ages because he was chucked out. So the messenger had to come and say to us, come out of them, my people. Be not the partakers of their sins. And we came out out of the church dispensation. Then we entered another age, which is called the bright age. The rapture doesn't take place in the Laodicean age. The rapture takes place in the bright age. In the bright age, he comes back as a son of man again, as it was in the days of Sodom. What is the son of man? This son of man is God in flesh. Hallelujah. The son of man is God in flesh. But this son of man has to be introduced by a son of man. You can never get this son of man without meeting a son of man. If you had a problem with a son of man, you are going to miss the son of man. If you had a problem with John the Baptist, you are going to miss the Messiah. If you had a problem with Brother Branham, you are going to miss the Messiah in the end time. Because a son of man will say, behold the Lamb of God. Glory be to I somebody here that the, here, what, we are, what we are talking about. I hope we are together. In the message, the harvest, paragraph 354, and it says, In that day, Luke 17, 20, I believe it is, Jesus said, When the Son of Man is being revealed, not men, the Son of Man, not an organization. That is why we are not looking, we are not chasing after men. We are chasing after a man. And that man has to be scripturally vindicated. Because that man is the one that will introduce the son of man. Here is a great mystery. A son of man in in the end time. A son of man is revealing the son of man within a son of man. I'll repeat so that somebody hears me. A son of man is revealing the son of man within a son of man. Hallelujah. What do I mean when I say that? The son of man will not come in his corporal body. He will have to borrow a body. And through that body, he has to introduce himself through that body. And if you reject that body, you reject the son of man. That is hiding behind a son of man. And this, and, and the, a son of man is coming to, and God is making it very deliberate. He wants to, to stumble the church organizations. He brings a man that is not cultured. He brings a man that is not polished. 
He brings a man who uses a broken grammar. He uses a man with sketchy credentials. Hallelujah. This man comes behind the pulpit. He says, I'm not much of a preacher. He says, only if the man behind me could be given a chance, maybe they would say something better. But the bride is not looking for a polished man. The bride is not looking for grammar. The bride is not looking for organizational credential. The bride is connected with the son of man that is hiding in a son of man. Are you here? I hope we are together. We're not chasing after men. It does not speak about plurality. The son of man. Not an organization. This son of man. He says, the weight living itself again among the people. The weight living itself again among the people. Brother Brennan makes a bold statement which will send shivers down your spine. He says, he has done more miracles in my ministry than in his ministry when he was here. Now, if you are not scripture, if you are not discerning, you may, you may go overboard and say he is thinking that he is greater than Jesus. No, it was not William Branham speaking. He was simply saying, we are now in another era. There, 2,000 years ago, he did, but today, he is doing more than he did 2,000 years ago. Why? 2,000 years ago, he focused on Jerusalem. He focused on the Jews. But today, it is a universal move of the universal God for a universal program, for universal result. I'm glad I'm included in that program. In that one, I was not included. I was called a dog. But in this one, I'm no longer called a dog. I'm called the bride of Jesus Christ. What is happening? Grace changed my status. Are you here, people? The word itself made flesh in you. You are a reflection of this hour, the message, reflection of it. You live again. Live the life that was in Jesus Christ. You are in the presence of the Son. You are in the presence of the Son. Are you still with me? Amen. Now, there is another one that is going to blow your mind. In the message, trying to do God a service without it being God's will. Paragraph 212. This one is just going to blow your mind. You, you know, uh, if you bring the children that claim that a man is their father and you want to do a paternity test, you don't want, you don't want to come with something that is not that does not have the accuracy. You are going for accuracy. Now, certain statements you begin to see when Brother Ram began the ministry, as years went by, 
he became more and more bold in saying certain statements that he never said in his initial ministry. He knew that the statements that he was saying were going to cause some to go back. But he was not deterred by whether people would go back because he had to bring the fullness of the weight to the bride. He knew that the bride would rally around the weight. Are you still with me? Now, here is uh, this one. You've got, to, you've got to project it list that uh, I've come up with this quotation. Trying to do God a service without it being God's will. Paragraph 212. Two, two, you mind to read with me? Now, now he promised that. So that says the Bible just exactly to this day. And the Sodom and Gomorrah. And Elijah was not. That wasn't Elijah. That was the Spirit of God on Elijah. Elijah was just a man. Now, we have had Elijah's. And Elijah's coast. And Elijah's mantles. And Elijah's everything. But the Elijah of this day is the Lord Jesus Christ. I didn't put it. It is there. Now, Pentecostal chickens, when they see that, but the Elijah of this day is the Lord Jesus Christ, immediately they say, hang on, he's trying to make himself the Lord Jesus Christ. We only worship the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't worship any man and they leave. Are you still with me? Uh, I, I want to, you to park this in your heart. But the Elijah of this day is the Lord Jesus Christ. What, what do you mean? Wasn't bro, was, not, was not Brother Branham the Elijah of this day? But now he says the Elijah of this day is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we've got to interrogate that statement. Brother, are you saying you are the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you saying we must worship you? What, what are you trying to do? He does not say, hey, goodness, the Elijah of this day is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the prophet. Okay, come with the, in the, just look for the quotation, the unveiling of God. The unveiling of of God, that spoken word, we are going to read paragraph 362 just to find out and double click on that statement as to what he, me- he means that that was the spirit that Elijah of this day is the Lord Jesus Christ. The unveiling of God, paragraph 362. Three sixty-two. Are we winning? Just go up. Okay. Let's read this. This visible pillar of fire. 
That's scientifically proven. Many years ago, as a little boy, spoke to me out there and told me I would, I would live right here. What would take place? Telling you about it. Then eat. One day down on the river, before the ministry started, first revival. He appeared in the skies, identified himself and gave the commission. All these years, I have hid it in my heart, veiling Christ, same pillar of fire, interpreting the word as he promised. Are you still with me? Where did he say Christ is veiled? All these years, I've veiled the pillar of fire in my heart. And he says, that pillar of fire is the very Christ. Now when he says the Elijah, that means if he says the Elijah of this day is the Lord Jesus Christ, he is not referring to the body William Brenham, but he's referring to one that indwelled William Brenham. But the bride knows we are not worshipping the flesh. That is why today we have gone beyond the flesh of William Brenham and got in contact with what was behind the veil. Are you still here, people? Now, if you say you're going to worship the Lord Jesus Christ and reject the alleged of your end time, you are really, you are really, really misleading yourself. Uh, hallelujah. Because uh, Jesus will say, uh, uh, the Lord that you seek shall suddenly come into his tabernacle. And the tabernacle in the end time was the body of William Brenham. I thought somebody would say amen to that. You know, you know why it is difficult? Some people want to reduce Brother Brenham just to be a good preacher from America. He is more than a preacher. He is more than a pastor. He, he is more than an evangelist. He was a dispen- Moses says, the Lord shall raise up a prophet like unto me. And Jesus fulfilled that scripture. And today, the prophet that God has raised that liken unto Moses is William Maron Brenham of today. Here's my question. Who's leading Exodus today? Who has told you to come out of Egypt? Come on, people. Did you just wake up and say, I'm done with my church? And you better than your pastor. What happened? Who, who made you to have the realization and the revelation of the weight in this hour? The prophet of the hour. And what did he say? He said, come out. Did you come out? And you came out. And today, the very prophet is placing you positionally in the body. Because this ministry is a dual ministry. It had the Moses part and it has the Joshua part. The Moses said, come out. The Joshua places you in the promised land. Are you still with me? If, if you cannot accept this, 
you would have never accepted if Moses told you that I was out in the woods. And God said, me, I will be a God over Pharaoh. You want to tell me God said you will be God? Yes, he even told me that my prophet will be Aaron. Oh, you are a God, you, you even have a prophet. Hallelujah. Brother Brahman says, check your attitude today. It reflects what you would have been then. If you cannot accept it here, you would have rejected it there. Some people say, well, if Jesus was around, I was going to accept him. Let me tell you something. Jesus is around. And if you don't accept him today, you would have rejected him there. And, you know, whatever Brother Brenham was under the weight, the bride must come to that level. We as well must say, all these years, I veiled the pillar of fire in my heart. The, folks, the pillar of fire is good. The picture was taken and we're able to put it on the wall. It does not belong on the wall. It belongs in the heart. Don't just have a picture there. Make sure that what is there, it is as well in your heart. Because that, Brother calls it the angel of the covenant. Are you still with me? Brother Bram says in the message, Faith, paragraph 79, he preached this on the 27th of April, 1956. He says, now I'm going to ask you all to be reverent, just as reverent as you can be. You say, Brother Brenham, what are you talking about? Uh, you are stalling. I am, exactly. I am waiting for the angel of the Lord to come. That's exactly right. I don't know none of you. How could I do anything? I can't. It's him. I can't do it. Even when he comes, unless your faith operates, it's not me. I can't see visions unless it's your faith that does it. Sure, God's will by divine gift, only thing I do is just keep yielding myself. As I get myself completely yielded to the Holy Spirit, then he starts talking. It's not me. He is using my voice, but it's not me. Do you get it? It's not me. He, in one message, he says, excuse me, lady, do you believe me to be God's prophet? He says, you'll bear with me. It was the Lord using my voice. It is my voice, but it's him using my voice. This message was the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ, but he borrowed the vocal cords of William Brenham. Are you still with me? If you want to challenge that, who brought the schools into existence? The very same one that brought the school. Brother Brenham cannot create. He is not God. The only creator is God. But Brother Brenham was able to speak squirrels into existence because the creator was now in the prophet. This son of man was now in a prophet speaking through a prophet. Are you still with me? And it must happen exactly the same way with you. Now, 
in this message. It's to redeem time. The anointed ones, the false anointed ones at the end time. Paragraph 263. He says, now, there's three things we are going to say before we close. This is it. I want you to listen real close now as we close. Three things, remember? Three things have been fulfilled. Three things lay before you right now. First, the world is in Sodom condition. Do you agree with that? Jesus said it would happen. Look at the perversion. Our women trying to act like men. Our men trying to act like women. Sissified. Rotten. Filthy. Low down. Devil possess and don't know it. The Bible says that it would happen. That's where it's at. Now, secondly, is in that hour, according to the scripture here, that Janice and Jambres appear. Thirdly, it's in that same hour that the Son of Man is to be revealed. The very visibility of homosexuality, it tells you that Janice and Jambres are on the sea. The very appearance of Janice and Jambres it tells you that the revelation of this son of man is taking place. So what does it mean? It means that we now have three classes of people. In Sodom, the world is in Sodom and unbelievers. Janice and Jambres make believers. The revelation of this son of man, believers. Are you still with me? Now here is where it's going to be very, very tricky. Janice and Jambres are going to come up with a ministry that looks so close to this son of man ministry. Are you still with me? If he performs miracles, they will perform a miracle. But there is something that is lacking among the Janice and Jambres. It is the fullness of the weight. They have miracles, they have signs and wonders, but they don't have the fullness of the weight. Because what is going to give you the rapture in faith is not the miracles, but it is the fullness of the word. When the word comes into you and the word lives itself through you, that will give you the rapture in faith. I hope we are together here. The number of the people in this third court, at that same hour that the Son of Man is going to be revealed, it is going to get fewer and fewer as days go by. Janice and Jambres are going to rise. They will try to imitate and impersonate Elijah of today. Folks, if you are still really excited that somebody can know your name and know where you stay, you are really backward. I I can't put it in a better way. We, We live in during an information age. Do you know that somebody can know your number? Very easily. Most of you, any person before they call you, you already even when you don't have their number, true caller tells you that I is mama. Isn't it so? You even when you pick up the phone and say, Brother Grace, and he says, Ah, do you have my number? He says, No, I know that it was you. Because an app true caller brought up his identity there. And when you go further, if you update your true caller and maybe get a gold uh, account, it can even be able to tell you his email address, where he stays, the entire profile. So in a day where you are 
biography, it is so readily available. You get excited that a man comes from a certain country and says, your name is Grace. Come on, folks. And you say you are in the bright. Are you with me? We know. The discernment that is taking place among Pentecostals, we know what's happening. All they know, they will identify you, somebody will come, befriend you, and follow you, and befriend you, and get information, or invite you to church. By the time you get to church, it's already related to the message to the pastor. I'll come with this woman. She'll be wearing such and such. Her name is such and such. She's got this problem. The pastor's got everything there. By the time you get there, your name gets called. Then you get excited. Oh, man of God. Why? You are being enticed by Janice and Jamret. The bride is not enticed by Janice and Jamret. We want somebody that can go back at the back part of the mind of God and say, I know you from there. How many of you have you ever known people before they actually introduce themselves to you? Even if you can just get their ID number, you can run a quick background check and even tell them which jobs did they go to, everything. And by the time they come to church, then you try to wow them like that way. Then from that time, you were now in the message, solidified and grounded. All of a sudden, you start looking this way and say, there is a prophet there. Oh, watch that spirit. Just watch that spirit. Not long. Women are going to hover around the men. Amen. I don't know how many of you have ever known people that do this uh, pyramid scheme. There was a recent one called Triple M. The other time I said, the people that deal with uh, this pyramid scheme, before they introduce the new one, they must tell us what happened to the old one. Because if you were using triple M, now you've got what do you call Bitcoin. Before you tell us about Bitcoin, maybe tell us what happened to triple M. You cannot just come to us and pretend like you were never came in the name of triple M. Now you come in the name of Bitcoin and you don't tell us what happened to triple M. Similarly, the people that bring this false prophet, before they bring the new one, they must tell us what happened to the other one that you once brought. And if that one fell, tell us what assurance do we have that the new one will not go the same route. Message believers, you have long been in the journey. You can never be ministered to somebody that comes yesterday from Pentecostal ranks and try to teach you things of God. No, sir. Uh, me, I'm very sorry. Even if we were to baptize a pastor of a denomination in Wilbank to show that he's a pastor, he must come into the message and wait for a season and be taught because he's a spiritual baby. And later, if he's called to be a pastor, he will be a pastor. Because why? If you're making a pastor in the message, he is going to bring the old tendencies. Uh, are you with me? And that, that is what has diluted the message. People that were never meant to preach, 
were given a chance to preach. And I think we've become too generous with the pulpit until every Tom, Dick, and Harry can that is able to say the name of Jesus Christ, we give them a pulpit to preach, and they are causing such a mess. You need to go back to the backside of the desert and be proven there. Amen. Because if, if you bring a man that, that is not born, that, or maybe if he gets baptized, comes, this man is still reading the spoken word through a theology bubble. There are certain things that he's going to meet that are going to trouble him. Are you with me? All of us, when we came into the message, we didn't understand overnight. Some of us, it take five years, ten years, twenty years. So how can somebody that just recently come a year ago be responsible for souls? Oh, if we find a brother that is a good preacher, no problem. He comes in, he sits down. Brother Bram says, when you want to know that a gift is genuine, check why, how it reacts to the correction of the weight. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? The other time where somewhere a minister came to preach and I was sitting there looking at what he's preaching and he had a funny book. And I'm looking, what is this book? Then I really wanted to get a hold of the book and see. This man keeps on looking at that. Then I go find that that book is a book that is sold at Kum Books called God's Generals. I'm saying, can you come and preach to the bride of Jesus Christ using God's general? No, brethren, we are very serious about what we believe. We don't want chance takers here. People must be there, and brother, let me say, you must be under the S-O-N of your age and ripen. Amen. But we live during a time where you people like noise. In the name of Jesus, then you say, even when a man is not saying anything. <laughs> they anointed once at the end time, paragraph 269. Brother Branham says, this is now I'm working towards closing. I wasn't the one that appeared down on the river. I was only standing there when he appeared. Now, if you come into the message and you came because you saw William Brenham, people are going to dig into William Brenham and bring his mistakes and say, look what he did there. Look what he said there. Then if you did not see the one that he was introducing, you're going to go back into Pentecostalism. Are you still with me? He says, I was only standing there when he appeared. I am not the one that performs these things and foretells these things that happen as perfect as they are. I'm only one that's near when he does it. I was only a voice that he used to say it. It wasn't what I knew. It's what I just surrendered myself to that he spoke through me. 
he spoke through isn't me. It wasn't the seventh angel. Which seventh angel? Ten, seven. No, it was the manifestation of the son of man. It was a ten. Revelation 10 verse 1 through Revelation 10 verse 7 through to the John and who's John? You the bride. Are you still with me? It wasn't the angel, his message. It was the mystery that God unfolded. It's not a man, it's God. The angel was not the son of man. He was the messenger from the Son of Man. The Son of Man is Christ. He is the one that you are feeding on. You are not feeding on a man. You are not feeding on William Brenham. You are not feeding on Pastor Madiba. You are feeding on the Son of Man. Who is this Son of Man? Christ in the end time. Do you catch it, folks? You are not feeling on a man. A man, his words will fail. But you are feeling on the unfailing body weight of the son of man. And brother Roman in question and answers, he says, the more you feed on the word of God, he says, that weight builds a body within you. Yes. Hallelujah. As you come to churches, wait upon wait, wait upon wait, that wait produces a body. And one day, when this earthly tabernacle dissolves, there is a tabernacle that is not made of hand. And what builds that tabernacle? The word of God in the heart of the believer. Amen. Folks, this message is not just a literature. This is not just a sermon. God is building super spiritual bodies. In the message, this is my last quotation. I have heard, but now I see. Paragraph 187. He says, now it's begin to pull away. The weeds begin to be seen. This is not a Pentecostal age. Folks, I know you. Some of you, you love the T.D. Jakes of this world, the Joel Ustens of this world, the Bishop Newell of this world. Their messages do not have a rapture in faith. It's just motivational speaking. I mean, okay, without getting into, into what they said, but we don't judge by their fruits, you shall know them. The, uh, this man, Bishop, is it Bishop Noel? Just divorced. He's been living single for a number of years. And every time the media chases him, there is another woman linked to him. Then you wonder, what is this man preaching? Then you wonder, message people here, they listen to the sermon of Bishop Noel. While his message cannot deliver him from lust. And you say you are the bride of Jesus Christ. You don't know quotations of Brother Ben, but you know every quotation of T.D. Jakes. Some ministers, before they come to preach for the Lord, the bride of Jesus Christ, they've got to listen to a sermon of T.D. Jakes to get an inspiration from Jakes. Jakes is just a good businessman. God sent the prophet in the end time. 
these messages that God has given us, we need to extract our sermons from these messages. Are you with me? Enjoy them, but they will not give you the rapture in faith. Only one message in this age that can give you a rapture in faith. That is the message of William Branham. Amen. I have seen young ones these days, they don't even, they are ashamed even to quote Brother Branham in public. I was asking another young man, I say, young man, is there enough evidence to convict you to be a message believer? If we were to check Whatever you do, is there evidence that we can find and find you guilty that this man is a message believer? Nope. They've resorted to secular quotations, despising a ministry of a son of man. And therefore, when you do that, you fail to see the son of man. Brahman says, this is not a Pentecostal age, this is the latter day age, this is the bride age. This is the evening light. This is when Malachi 4 must be fulfilled to follow God's pattern. This is Luke 17.30 to be fulfilled. And Jeremiah and all the rest of them that Joel spoke of this, this is that day. I've heard, Lord, it was coming, but now I see it with my eye. You and I are living during the time of the revelation of this son of man. And as he performed a sign in the household of Abraham, this messenger in the end time, he performed that Melchizedek sign where he turned his back and began to discern the secrets of people's heart and told them their diseases, where they came from. But the main thing, it was not that. It was to bring a spiritual pregnancy to the Sarah of the end time. And Brother Brum say, here is the secret. The weight is now in the bride. She is pregnated by the weight of God. That is the revelation of the Son of Man taking place today. God bless you, Rishi. As you stand to your feet. I was, re- I was re- reading a quotation. Brother Brenham was speaking about the scripture, Ephesians 4.30. Grieve not the Holy Spirit with which you are sealed until the day of redemption. And when I went to check, I said to what did, when is the day of redemption? Brother Brenham said, it is the day when the book is open. Hallelujah. Which day? It speaks about the revelation of the seven seals. God bless you, Rishi. Just give us, just say, be still and know that I'm God. Or any other worshiping song. Brother Andrew, if you can come and wrap up in prayer for us.
stand and know that I'm God. that you called us at this time Father at the end of the age where Christ is being revealed amongst his people. Lord we want to thank you tonight for the word that has gone forth. Lord Jesus Christ here we we are. We say yes to your word. We say yes Lord Jesus Christ may we be impregnated by your word that we can reveal you unto this dark world of of, of sinners, Lord. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you tonight that you have once again proved yourself that you are within your pride. We want to thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for revealing yourself unto us. We want to thank you for the minister. We want to thank you for the prophet of yes, the age. Father God Almighty, may you continue to reveal yourself unto us that we might reveal you, Lord, unto this dark world of sinners. Father God Almighty, we want to thank you tonight for the way that has gone forth. Lord, may it build that body, that spiritual body in us. Oh God Almighty, that will continue to reveal you. Almighty God, we want to invite you once again, Lord, that as we go to our various places, Lord, may you be with us, may you lead us, Lord, and may you continue to inspire the minister, may you continue to inspire our pastor, Lord, may you bless each and every one, Lord, protect us, oh God, may you bless us, Lord, until we meet again. If you are in own way in our lives, we pray, in Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen and amen. Amen. God bless you, Richard. Amen. Amen. May give us any other song till we see you on Sunday, nine o'clock. God bless you, Richard. Amazing grace.
Thank you. Do I have a minute for you? I was fine.